Radio blah blah. Over a wide range of frequencies. Yeah. Radio blah blah. I, I went a bit naughty. <laughs> hey, so what about... Um... Radio blah blah. Hear it again. We just heard it. Radio blah blah. That took me back to... Radio blah blah. Awesome mixtape. Great tapes. I love those mixtapes. That house just reminds me of music. Radio blah blah. Blah, blah. All right, so we're going to talk about Def Leppard's Photograph. Photograph. Another song that you re- suggested, another one of yours. It's been me week, that's why. It's 1983, so I think we've gone two years since the last release of yeah, what yeah. we talked about. Interesting, huh? Yeah. What other songs did I put? Yeah. I might have just been having a moment. Maybe I was having like an early 80s moment. or, or Yeah, because I've got history. This has got history. I've got history with this song again. So what's it, what's it all, about this, this right. song that you like? The song itself is just an epic song. Right? In my book, I don't know... What, I, I'm picking up that you're not really a big fan of this, but no, I, this song for me was like... In terms of Def Leppard, I reckon this was their peak. Okay? <laughs> you're going to say... And, and that's funny to say because this was like... This, this is their third album that this come off. All right, so these guys, let me tell you how I come across these guys. I met a, I met a, a friend. You met them? Oh. I didn't meet them. I met a, I met a, a guy through a mutual friend when, uh, about 1983, 84, who had come over from England as a teenager, right? And he was right into his music, into metal bands and all this sort of stuff. And one of the bands that he mentioned was this band called Def Leppard from Sheffield in England. And they were like kids. They were 15, 16-year-old kids that were playing rock music, hard rock music. Now, you're, you're talking early 80s, when our previous song we were just sort of talking about was like all the techno, the beginning yeah. of electronic era and all that sort of stuff. Yep. These guys are still playing drums, bass and guitar. When and the and electronic era is trying to kick over, yeah. take over. So they were kind of grouped then with the metal and the hard rock and all that. Well, they were hard rock, but they, they weren't a metal band. But because they played guitar, they were grouped with all that. So they, were, they did all metal festivals and there were yep. a bit of a novelty about them. They were only young kids. Had two albums that come out, um, High and Dry and On Through the Night, yeah. Which are from from memory, I've heard them, and they're really good, basic rock guitar rock songs. Then they come out with this this Pyromania album, yeah. That just launched, them. yeah, and it went nuts. It went yeah. through the roof. And this particular song it does it all for me again. Like it, it, it has for that for that style of music. That it sort is of, very definitely <clears throat> sounding song. You know why that is. That definitely. If you listen to those previous two albums that I mentioned, and then you listen to this one, this was produced by Mutt Lang. And Mutt, John Lang, yeah. Mutt John. The Mutt. The Mutt. Uh, no, what was his name? Um, I had it. Uh, Robert. Robert. Robert Lang. Robert, Robert John Mutt. Lang. That's it. The Mutt. The South African. Is he South African? Yeah. Produced Michael Bolton. And Brian Adams. And ACDC. Right, ACDC, Highway to Hell. Oh, we both know yeah, stuff. If we you listen, if you you listen to the albums pre him, like ACDC pre, the Cars, the Mutt, Brian Adams, Huey Lewis. Okay, well, I didn't read Billy all Ocean. This. I didn't read all these. He's got. If you listen to like That's the ones, I've, get the ones I've cited there, right? The, the Highway to Hell album, Brian Adams. They're the huge, big anthemic choruses. Yeah, and that Def Leppard sound that you're talking about. This is more Def Leppard than Def Leppard. Those choruses with the high, mm. yeah, that's him that builds that and layers those choruses, those vocals there to give them that sound. Now, that, to me, this song was brilliantly written and it's composed, it's like three distinct sections that are all really good for me, like musically. 
right. guitar-wise. Love the, the 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 use of of the instruments and stuff like that. I was surprised at the lyric. I read the lyric. Now I've, I've sung along to this song that many times over the years, but I actually read the lyric the other day. It's actually a really good song. It's a really well-written song for something that's just thrown off as being Def Leppard, yeah, and like yeah. a glam, almost sort of, um, you know, 80s hair band, which they became because of that build-up, you know? I mean, like, they got they a... interesting because the way I remember it, they, they became big in the States... Mm. And then went and back. And I fucked them, pardon the word, but that to me. Yeah, but what, but then also when they went back to the UK, they, everybody in the UK thought they were an American band until they got there. Yeah, right. Because they had, because at the time that was such an American sound too. That's, that's my point. That's exactly my point. And that's what happened with ACDC as well. It was the same thing. It's like, it more of a how group. do we make this band big in America? Uh, let's make them sound American. Yeah. What's, what, what we find attractive about them overseas, you know, these guys are doing good in the UK or in Australia or whatever. They say, oh, they, these guys rock hard. Let's get them to sell some albums in America. How do we do that? Well, we get them That glam rock thing. Yeah. It's, it's really weird because it's supposed to be a hard rock band, but it's that glam sort of aspect to the way the that's going kind of thing about it. You know? This, to me, like, I, again, I, it's, this has been a... Very layered. Like, the sound yeah. of the production is very layered, which is yeah. what you get from the mutt. Yeah. so to speak, yeah. the producer. That's, that's pretty signature. Billy Ocean, you know. Yeah. Think about the way a lot of that stuff's put together. Yeah. Very, very well-produced stuff. Everything it is really well-produced. Really well-produced. Overproduced uh, to, the, to some of it. But if you, if, you, if you look at it in the context of guitar bands that are produced by him, <coughs> yep. they're going to sound like that. Yeah. Yep. So your Brian Adams, like they're, they're all the sing-along, they've all got that sing-along What's kind of... What's really interesting about this is the last one we were talking about was Simple Minds and we said there's a, there was more guitar in an electronic-sounding song. Yeah, yeah. And here I'm going to say <laughs> there's more electronics in what should be a guitar-sounding song. It was a synth, that synth. I played it to you, I mimed it to you while we're doing it. He's got the cowbell going. Yes. And and the synth thing going dun, in there at dun, the same time. Dun, yes, yeah? yes. Yeah? Yeah. Have, look what you've done to this rock and roll clown, yeah? And he's got that synth going in the background there. And, and that was... A little bit of the intro. Show that. The guitar? Yeah. It's a very 80s sounding guitar, I'm going to say. Oh, listen to the drums. How much echo have you got on those drums there? How much... You're not allowed to do how, that anymore. How electronic do those drums sound for a, for a clean kit? What would be a live kit, yeah. yeah. Because he had two arms at this point, this guy. <laughs> okay, so that was before the accident. <laughs> yeah. That there just yeah. makes it for me, right? That fills that whole... So I liken it... this to the wall of sound thing. Yeah, yeah it takes That's it somewhere. Like... like, the way the song intros, and then when yeah. the guitar comes in... So then you've got this bit, sh- right? So that's section yeah. two. Yeah. So to me, the song is like a lot of different sections. Very distinct sounds to each section as well. Here's all your synth, yeah? And then it's this beautiful... Yeah, okay, I hear yeah. the third bit now. Yeah, I see how you break this and song the cor- up. And the chorus, the I haven't vocals. heard it. I didn't get a chance to prep as much for this one. And hear it over I've as much this, as I like, did the other couple of songs. A hundred thousand so, times I've heard this song. Okay, I see where you're going on this one. Right. Yeah, I see what you mean so by... So then it's back again, but it's full from the beginning. So we're back to the first sort of... Uh, it's got that full bit in here. 
Yeah. Well constructed, really well constructed song. Very typical of sound for them, though. Mm. Like it's very, you know, we're talking. I think the themes become more band X than band X itself. But yeah, it's very distinctive uh, Def Leppard sound. It is. It's what it is they now. They became identified with. Yes, it it's is. The sound they, that that became their signature. Yeah. What what happened after this? To find their sound, and that's, you're right. This is the beginning. This is like, hang on, there's some potential here to so make. So, was it the movie. album, or was it this song in particular? What like, that, that sounded yeah, like that, this? That, that'd be an interesting. Like, well, the other one, Rock of Ages, was the other big hit off this album. Yep. Um, the rest of the album is a good album. There's some good songs on it. Some really oh, they good songs. Had, yeah, they had some yeah. cracking stuff back in the day. After this was their major breakthrough, and that's where, if and again, you've seen any docos on this, is where Joe Elliott, the singer, is talking about how he. He, he just couldn't get the song to sound right in Love Hurts. Is it? Yeah. Love, uh, or, um, well, yeah, I know which song you're talking about. I can't remember the song. Um, the big ballad yeah. thing they had. Yeah. Oh. And he changed, he, he, he did this little tweak to his voice at the end of every line to make it sound a bit more something or whatever it did. And that sold the song in, and, yeah. and that became their, his signature sort of thing. And it's like, you've just lost me. You've lost... What you were doing is playing rock music because that and writing good lyrics. This is a good lyric to let's get, let's get, let's get, let's get. Yeah, let's get rocked. Yeah. You know, let's let's just sell out to America. Let's become American. Cliche. Shit. <laughs> Cliche. Yeah, and make squillions of dollars over it. Um, you know, they've done very well out of it, no doubt. Very well produced. Like even like. I, when, you know the way I listen to stuff. It's about how how things are produced, and and I, and and like you say, there's things that I like and I don't like, and and all of that. What I do like is the, the over reverb drums. <laughs> <laughs> <All right>. More cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just reverb. One of, yeah. one of the things that I get accused of is putting too much reverb on drums. And it's like, I wonder where that comes from. And it's like, I hear that, and it's like, yeah, I grew up in that era. That's so that's I grew up here in this. That's the drum, drum. I know. And, it's, yeah. and mixing on headphones a lot of the time too doesn't help. That's, look, that's the, look, the irony of this. That's the whole <clears> thing that, I, you know, that sort of hit me the other day about this is that those drum sounds... After he did lose an arm, after the proceeds of this, you know, like yeah. one of the Porsches he, he bought with the proceeds of this album, he goes and runs it off the road and loses an arm and all that sort of shit and the band stops everything to redesign a drum kit that he can still play with one arm. And that drum kit sounds like the drums we just heard on this song. You know they say, like I remember seeing an interview and, and they were like he became a better drummer after because <laughs> it, it restricted him. Well, I guess, they but it's all, he, there's, there's a lot of triggers and stuff, but it also becomes more of an electronic kit. Is what I'm saying. So yeah. those re over reverbed sort of sounds but that you're it, getting. It stopped him from doing excessive poncing around on stage, let's say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll look up a drummer and I can do this, yeah. you know, and, and, and overfill. Drumstick twirls. Yeah, and, and it's like, well, now it's like, now you've got to focus yeah. on drumming again. Yeah. And um, is Look, it I, I hate to think that that was, they got more popular or more, more fame out of the, the side stories of the band. You know, they, I don't think they did. The way I remember it at the time, I don't think they got more fame. I think no, the, it was a bit gimmicky. It was it was a high selling point for them. That oh, that's the guy. That's the band oh, we'll that has the, the drummer okay. that's got the one but, arm. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because I don't remember seeing it that way. Yeah. At the time, maybe I just didn't lock in on that side of the story. I think I was too busy um, enjoying 
the music, let's say. What was the album come out after this? Was it the, the, so this the, was this was Pyromania, yeah, and after was, this they did the big album, the biggest album. A quick look. I should know this. Do your research, mate. Um, uh, uh, um, um. <laughs> 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 Do your research. Hysteria. Hysteria. Correct. Hysteria. So what were the big songs off Hysteria? Because a lot of the stuff from Hysteria sounded like this song. For sure, but uh, for me, a step up yeah, okay. from this song, where it was a bit more, it was like, okay, let's crank it up a little even more, Yep. if that's at all possible. So they sound even more Def Leppard than the, this. More def- this, this is more Def Leppard. Grab def a track le- off Hysteria just to compare, and I'm, I'll tell you, 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 I reckon you'll... And also, have a listen to other songs off the Pyromania album, and you'll see that they're not all produced like that. Some of them are, obviously, but not all. There's some other good songs on there. But Hysteria to me was more... Know what I mean? Like... God, this could be Shania Twain. Why have all that layered vocal... Very commercial. Where's the guitar? For a guitar band, there's no guitar yet. Yeah, because you save it. Sometimes, like we were saying earlier, off, nah, off mic. No, no, no. There's a difference. It's don't, the notes don't I don't even, play. Do not even compare this to what <laughs> anything. That, do not even say the guy's name, Keith. Keith. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk about Keith. You cannot talk about Keith while you got Death Leopard playing. Keith. <laughs> oh, you're talking about a different Keith. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> this was huge. This was massive. This this stuff. This, you know. Well, there's your guitar. Yeah. From the start. Well, no doubt. Like, awesome. Reverb on snares. Mm. Why not? His voice, what he does, listen. You hear it from what I'm saying. I'm hearing the similarities in production now. Um, Between this and Shania Twain. Bro, I was going to say Brian Adams. <laughs> Brian Adams. Yeah, like vocally, vocally he's, you could, he's closer to Brian Adams yeah. vocally. Yeah, so imagine Brian Adams' voice singing this. It, it, it could do it. That's the producer. Mm. I think we're going to have to do a podcast on the producer next. Well, maybe we do. And compare, you know. There's a very nice guitar work in this, though. Like, well, musically, it's the, a ripper, this, this song. The, so we listen tragedy. to Hysteria at, at the moment. Yeah. That's the tragedy for me, is that they, you know, at the time, it was all about guitar bands. So, the time I I learned about these guys, I also was listening to Judas Priest and um, Rose Tattoo and Motorhead and obviously a lot heavier than Def Leppard were ever going to be. But they were in the same family because they, up until then, they were part of a a guitar, guitar style, right? Guitar rock. And then when they went to this... It's like these guys are so talented musically, guitar-wise, but it's like they followed the fame and the and the the, the you know and video clips were huge at that time as well. It was all the the MTV era and all that sort of thing. But the way I remember it, so you were talking, yeah, because you just triggered that thought again. They did the way I remember they did go to the states and do that whole MTV thing and and sort of make it before they made it back on their home turf, which is really interesting to do yeah, that roundabout. Okay, I yeah. When, when was that, though? Like, what, at what point? Was oh, that, you know, like, before this, after this last album? Last September, I don't know. 
last September. <laughs> That's a good title for a song. So, is it? A good. It would be last September. I'm sure someone does something about a September. Late September. What else about that song? Because it's very for a guitar. For um, what I what, one of the things that I'm noticing is for a guitar rock hard rock sort of thing. It's a very electro drum. Yeah. Because we're talking the reverb and that. But it does have... Today it would have been sampled... Today it would be sampled and put in a million or one freaking dance tracks. Yeah. That sort of drum track. I wonder if that's very overproduced. Mm. Again, I think that was their, their... That was their breakthrough. It was like, okay, here's this thing. Let's make it huge. And they made it huge by the producer's by, yeah, standards. Yeah, okay. Yeah? So, again, overproduced because he was the guy... Obviously, you look at, look at the, the time when that was... Was it 83? Yeah. Brought out, yeah. So have a look at what other bands around that, that around that time that had that sound and they were all produced by that guy, weren't they? Or people who emulated him, you know. That was the... He was the hit maker of the time, I guess. So it was like, well, let's get him to produce these guys and make a smash hit out of it. He was born in 48. So we're talking about the producer, Robert John Mutt Lang. If anyone wants to look that up, 11th of November, Remembrance Day here in Australia. Okay. In 48, in South Africa, producer and songwriter. So his associated acts include, I love, I love this list, Celine Dion, ACDC, Shania Twain, Def Leppard, The Boomtown Rats, City oh. Boy, Outlaws, Foreigner, Huey Lewis, Brian Adams, The Cause, Michael Bolton, Nickelback, Rem- Maroon 5. You said Nickelback, didn't you? Yeah, it's there. Who, who funnily enough, have a song called Photograph. So if you... If you I wonder. Yeah. We're going to do that connection in a second. My, one of my favourite ones is Billy Ocean. I love that Billy Ocean's in there. <laughs> Lady Gaga. Yeah? Muse, The Cars. I mean, they're, they're, that's, that's a huge... Could you, if you produced one of those... Any one of those acts, yeah. one album. Living in Montserrat for the rest of my life. like just Probably. <laughs> just so, as you nothing. say, the hit maker, <clears throat> well yeah. and truly can put him up there. The yeah. guy's 70 now. Yep. Is as he still a, producing? A, I don't know. It would be interesting to There's see. There's hope for the rest of us. Well, I don't know. When did he do Muse? That's, that's, you know, that's what I'm going to look up. I didn't realise they were part of the, the camp. Oh, it makes sense now, I guess. Some of the although we're active from '94 to the present, so mm. which one of the albums did he have a hand in? Mm. I wonder if it says anywhere that I can see quickly. No, that's interesting. So, <coughs> excuse me, and it is interesting, like rattling off that list of names or acts. Yep, I could see very similarities. Diverse, very it's diverse. It's funny because yeah. there's a few things, and I could hear a few things in a couple of those songs that we played that. Give me a link to one of the other artists. Mm. So that's okay. That's that's some basic similarities. But vocally, you know, that Brian Adams could be in a similar sort of um, I don't know. Mm. A, range. If you look at it, like there's there's probably Can like call it? ACDC, Brian Adams, Def Leppard. What was the other one you mentioned? There was another guitar or Nickelback in there, I guess, in amongst all that. But a lot of the others, a single, you know, Celine Dion, yep. Lady Gaga. Uh, but because Michael it's Bolton. such a big... But it makes sense too because they're very <clears> big sounds. It's almost like they're trying to reproduce this is what it sounds like in a freaking stadium. 
Yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah. You know, if we yeah. put mics up in a stadium and the band played, yeah. this is what the drums sound the drum's like. Sound right? like. <laughs> so they're trying to give that, yeah. that massive sound, that massive anthemic, you know, let's fill, the, let's fill the, the air with sound. Yeah, yeah. And people like Celine Dion who are going to just belt out big ballads, Michael Bolton, mm. you know, they're going to want... They need a lot of fill a, behind it, a, yeah. A massive sort of mm. production behind it as well. Interesting guy. Interesting that it, yeah, that yeah, as soon as you see that, as soon as you see that that name, it's like, it clicks. It's like, ah, yes. I've got to admit, I don't know. As somebody who's like looked at producers and engineers and stuff, I should know more about that guy, but I don't. Same. And I probably, I know what it sounds like. Yeah. What he's done to bands. I have the same the same problem with, with Highway to Hell album for this as well, right? Awesome songs, like really great songs. It's when ACDC was kind of like... Probably at their peak. Yeah. 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 But it has that layered choruses in the background, which was not what ACDC was about. It has that Not polished... really. They were, they were more pub sound. They were more that Aussie rock exactly pub it. sound, and that you was, know, that's what got off them the street. Their, yeah. That was what attracted them yeah. in the first place. That's what was attractive about them. You know, and not, not putting him down, not dissing what he does. No, like but I just said, saying it's how interesting. We're talking about a song and now now that's piqued interest in the producer for well, both of us. it's the whole, it's the style, it's, it's because of the style of the song. There's, there's, there's going to be some late nights so I'm going to go down that rabbit hole now. No, for sure. I think that's interesting though that, because maybe that has taken us from what I've wondered or said as being like a great song, one of my favourite songs. Right. That... Is now being compared to, or as some a, of your a, not favourite songs. Well, it's drawn me to that whole argument. Is like you spoiled this band. From even though this song to me, I love this song and I love the sound of it and I love the way it was written and put together and everything. It broke the band for me, because from then on, everything they became bigger and bigger and bigger and more reverb. There's not enough reverb on this. Pour some more. <laughs> That's what happened. There's not enough sales. There's not enough. Put another Union Jack T-shirt on this guy because you know. Okay. Looks there's a bit of, there's a bit of <laughs> there's, a, there's a spare space there. Put another union. Jack yeah, you know, and then they become and you blame them on all those union jack guitars now, don't you? Yeah, it all becomes a bit spinal tappish after that. <laughs> it's eleven. <laughs> it's true. But this it's one goes becomes, to eleven. Yeah, it all becomes a bit a bit over the top. I start bashing America. Then I shouldn't do that. Well, they did. They do screw up. <laughs> Aussie bands have gone there and the American sound has wrecked what they've done of when course. they were here. Yeah, of course. Because it becomes... Of course. Because everyone's, like, producing for what they think the American market wants. And there's a whole argument about that. Yes. There's a really good documentary we were talking about, Silverchair, earlier, where um, Daniel Johns is, is the, you know, getting all these record executives coming in mm. or whatever, who were, you know, A&R people from the record company. He's going... Oh, but can just try it that way. He's like, no, because if I try it that way, you're going to tell me you like it and I don't want to do that. And the minute I cave to you, you're going to say, see, we told you it was okay, leave it. Yeah. You're going to get your way. He goes, yeah. so if I give... <laughs> if I give you what you want. <laughs> yeah, you're going to fucking take yeah, it. And I'm it's yours. like, and I'm not going to get what I want as the <clears> artist <throat> who's, who's doing all the hard work. Yeah. Because all these people come in and they go, they know better. And, and, and which is why yeah. he probably walked away from it. It's like everybody else has got an idea about it. And so do we, because look at us. We're here talking about songs with our ideas. Mm. One of the things about it, it started off as being, you know, a great song and it's taken us down a road that is like what, what kills music, what kills bands, songs like this. 
Was it? <laughs> Did it? But <laughs> what was it that killed it though? Was it the overproduced? Was it the underproduced? No, I think it's, was it's, it it's what come after this is what killed them for me personally. Made them huge stars around the world. But it's but pretty it, typical for um, acts to sort of like do something and they're like, how do we top that? It's like, well, how about you don't? Yeah. yeah. How about you just do something original yeah. for its own sake? And look, I, I've, I, I'm notorious, I'm notorious for, for going a, um, like anti, anti-commercialism, anti-popularity. If something's popular, I don't like it. Yeah, I've been accused of... I I accuse myself of that at times. I'm very... There's albums I I didn't appreciate until 20 years after they were a a massive hit. And it's like, why do you like that now? It's like, because nobody else is listening to it. That's right. Yeah. And I have to admit that to myself. NXS came out with some really good stuff, but at the time, I hated them. I wanted to bash them because it was just not... What I was in, you know, I didn't like it, and it was popular. And, I guess someone's going to get bashed, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, I know. I should, should not say that sort of shit. How dare you speak about <laughs> in excess in those ways? But, uh, no, but you're right. They did some ripper stuff. It's absolute great stuff. In in retrospect, now, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now I can sit back in, you know, my fifty odd years. And, and, and enjoy look, it and look for back. what it was. Yeah, because no one else Isn't is it funny? You, you hear things now. Like, and, and, and it's funny because you're listening to this, what, um, 25 years later, let's say, roughly. More. More. Shit. Yeah. Hang on. This is 83. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I read it like it was a... <laughs> dun, dun, dun. No beer involved. <laughs> but you listen to it with a different sensibility later. Oh, for sure. You yeah. know, there's stuff that I absolutely couldn't freaking listen to in its day. Mm. But I hear it now and go, that's actually really good. Yeah. Well-produced, well-written, well-crafted song, well-performed and well-recorded and all of that. Yeah, it deserves it deserves recognition, yeah, It sure. deserved what it got. Yeah. And, and it's, it sucks that you sort of miss that train, but, you know, that's just... You know, I didn't always like broccoli when I was a kid either. So. <laughs> yeah, well, true. It, it, yeah, it, it comes back around as long as you appreciate it. Some, and I think what we're doing, what we do best, is talk about. You know, yeah, we find these little things. We go, hey, pull, have you heard this? Pull it apart. I've I'm really... going to listen to songs. I know I'm going to listen to songs that I hated when they first came out, or I would never normally go to them and listen to them. But I'm going to listen to them objectively as what we intend to well, do well, here now, the, the... and find something good. You know. A really good example I've got for me was Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer. This is the last mm-hmm. week. Wasn't a fan of it. No? Not at all. Still not a okay. huge fan of it. But I heard it last week, probably not even a week ago, and um, I love the bass in it. It was so much... It was a different song for some reason. Yeah. Maybe it was the, what I was using to listen to it. Maybe that's it too. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, recordings are a lot crisper now as well. But I think too, You're like, hearing things better now. It's the way you hear it growing up. Like a lot of the stuff I heard when I was, you know, younger was say it was, you know, on the car on the way to, or to school or back. It was on a car radio. Yeah. Yeah. And so Which you're just not, hearing it yeah. in that context and in that in, in that environment. In and fairness, you would have heard Sledgehammer probably on the hour every hour back in the state. Yeah. And then I, you know, last week I hear it, mm. and I hear a different song. It's the same song, but I hear it differently. Yeah. Because I'm listening to it on a lot better headphones. Yeah. In the quiet, 
piece of my own home, deliberately, that sort of stuff. Li- deliberately listening to it, and it? was like, oh yeah, okay, I'm just going <coughs> to let this playlist run, and it plays, and you get this. You remember that bit? Yeah. Very signature. But wait for the bass. I've probably picked the long version. There's this bass run that comes up somewhere that just blew me away. There. Very funky sounding bass. So we've gone, sorry to jump for another song, but. Yeah. But you're listening to different things. But it's also that little pluck on the guitar yeah, as well yeah. that I don't remember hearing. Yeah. I was a fan. Like, I, 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 I would have to say I'm a big Peter Gabriel fan. Uh, to me, I think maybe he was a little bit too avant garde at the time and probably still. Yeah. But it's Although funny, like, you hear stuff that. that I, I really like too. So, and I don't really hate the song. I mm. think I was, it was probably overbeaten at the time. It was that. Um, and, and it's another one of those songs that as soon as you hear it, you see the visual. Yeah. You're seeing the film clip. You're seeing him yeah. in a, the head on the turkey or the turkey or the chickens. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was Because they were awesome film clips. Very MTV. So we're talking about yeah. MTV with... So it's that same sort of era again where it was just rammed down and, your throat. Yeah, Def Leppard and MTV. And yeah. this was very much driven for the MTV thing too. Yeah, for sure. But uh, again, like, you know, I, I love him for the, the, the production that goes into his work. He's awesome. In lots of different, you know, he's got a lot of really good songs in my book. So but again, we've, we've sort of left the. That's okay. We can the main topic. We can branch off a little bit. So okay, so we'll <coughs> probably wrap that one up on on photograph by Def Leppard, nineteen eighty three, by Robert John the Mutt Lang. A good year, a good year, and a, a big thank you goes out to my late friend Andrew Pommy Mason for introducing me to Def Leppard in the first place. I still remember the corner of Bent Street and Plenty Road where I met him. So um, yeah, rest in peace, buddy. Radio Blabla Radio Blabla You just heard it, you want to hear it again? Yeah, I don't know